This is America's Webradio.com, the best in chat radio designed just for you. You're listening to America's Web Radio. And now time for the Classic Car Show with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber. Well, like Obama, that's, but that's more of a truth than a half-truth, actually, or more the, 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 the better than what Obama says. Uh, we got... We got half here. Half, uh, half. half. You're, Mr. You're sure we're half fast. Uh, yeah, well, Mr. Ronaldo's here, <laughs> and Mr. Weber is uh, uh, up in the coal country, I reckon. Uh, coal being coal weather country. Anyway, uh, we're glad to have Steve here, and we got a uh, you got a guest calling in later. Yeah, at about eight thirty, we're expecting uh, Jeff Stum to call in. He's the uh, promotions. Or if you will, I, I guess you could call him the guy that ramrods the great race. And as we've had the the, the uh, uh, two young people call in from Penn College, uh, and they are going to be part of the great race. I thought it might be kind of cool if we could get the guy who runs the great race and and uh, talk to him about what it is, maybe a little bit about its history and this X class. I'm not quite sure myself about X classes where the students go. Um, so uh, that ought to be kind of interesting. And uh, um, Jeff is a, a uh, fellow AACA board member. Uh, so uh, uh, I think you ought to be a I think you, you shed a lot of light on this for a lot of people and talk about the Great Race, which is one of the major car events of the 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 year. Uh, well, when so. did that become an annual event? Gosh, it, it's been going on a long time. I, and I don't know that much about it. I'll, uh, a friend of mine and I were going to do it one time. And years ago, uh, they started once in Marietta Square. That's where it started. Yeah. And and uh, so we got caught up in the, the bug of this thing. Let's do it, let's do it, let's do it. We started investigating with entry. We figured entry fees, cars, uh, for the car, the two of us, accommodations. The, the uh, uh, women were going to follow, in a tr- uh, follow us so they could go along um, from point A to point B. Uh, we figured, and this is a long time ago, probably 20 years ago anyway, that it, w- it we were looking at about $12,000 back then. And that was uh, that was big money. That's big well, money today. Yeah. So needless to say. You just never, looked at it. Yeah. <laughs> we, after we finally put it all together and said this is a little out of out of our league. I know, I know several people who have done it several times, and they always have a good time. Uh, with this stuff, but and, and I'm not quite sure about. They've changed all this stuff. The the guy in Texas who had started this thing, um, he started. If you remember, it was on the History Channel. Do you remember when it was on the History Channel, The Great Race? Quite no, I don't. Quite well, frankly, you could you could uh, follow the Great Race, and they had a daily half hour show about what was going on with the Great Race on the History Channel. Well, unless it was uh, between 10 and 11 o'clock at night, I probably would have missed it because just didn't have time to watch it all. But anyway, so 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 that was... Uh, now, let me ask you, we've never talked about this, but in the great race, and, and this might be a question we ask Jeff as well, or, or you might ask him, but um, 
you know, like anything else, not that anyone would ever try to put something over on anybody, like take the subway to the end of the race and, you know, yeah. in New York or something like that. And, and quite frankly, I, I, uh, I think anybody involved in classic cars that I've ever met is, is, is quite honorable, which I think says a lot uh, for the uh, hobby and so forth. But with that being said, do they, uh, do they have judges for the cars uh, and uh, they judge the entries and then do they have inspections they along have inspections. the way? They have inspections. I know they have – now, they used to have inspections and there's, there's a whole set of criteria that you can or can't meet. Um, so anyway, I, I don't know the, in, the ins and out and the specifics of all of that stuff. Uh, but I know that there's a, a class that plays for big money. It's a TSD rally, time, time, speed, distance. And in, in the main, main group, uh, the other one is just trying to get where you're supposed to be, you know, turn right at the golf station on 8th Street. And then, but the other guys, they have to. They they run it ahead of time. They get several times, and they get average speeds and average distances. They know how much, how long it should take you. And what's amazing is, I I remember that these guys would go cross country, and and they would they would be like fifty seconds off of what the time they were supposed to be. Huh. <laughs> I mean, the pros. Yeah. Because they have they have ra- they have compu- they have rally computers, they have all of this kind of stuff, so they play serious. Th- that group on board or yeah or, on board yeah wow yeah they've had rally computers for years. Um, they used to be not electronic but mechanical. When you'd see the rally cars, I I uh, uh, so do they, okay. Turn left at the next corner or turn left. Well, it, Do they have somebody at the corner no, waiting to see you no, turn left? No, they have no, no way of knowing. And there are basic rules. For example, uh, one is at a T intersection, you always enter a T from the base. So it'll be right at T. That's what you're going to tell you. So you have to come in from, if you would, the base of the T and then turn right. And what if you were coming in from the and long end of the T? Then it's wrong. You never come in from a wrong, wrong end of the T. There's all these basic rules. Like so, if the T is like that, you're going to come not like that. Yeah, you're going to come in. You're always going to come in from come the in base, this side. Yeah, and and right at T. The other one is the straight ahead rule. When you get to a Y intersection, you always go the most straight ahead, and and. You've got a 50-50 chance at some of these things. <laughs> yeah, if it's a true why, I would say that's... Yeah, one is straighter than the other. <laughs> and that's TSD stuff. And it, it, it it's very frustrating. Oh, I can imagine. Uh, one of the first dates Brenda and I had were on, was on a TSD rally around here. I used to have a good friend, Blair Minnick, who used to run the Atlanta something society. I don't know, but it was the rally club. And we did a rally, and it's not something that you would want to do with your uh, person you're planning to have a long-term relationship with. Well, why the hell didn't you tell me that, Jesus? <laughs> you you didn't say that to Brenda. Or you uh, wouldn't, you, you, wouldn't you know, be here today. You just have to sort of, uh, <laughs> as you're, you know, you were supposed to end up in Dawsonville, and you're seeing, welcome to Chattanooga. On yeah. <laughs> 
It's fun. It, it is kind of fun. It's very hard. It's not something that you can relax at. Well, I hate to be the one to admit it, but uh, I even have a problem with GPS. I'm, I can't understand what she says all I know. Of the time. I, I, mine, mine definitely has a speech in it. Turn right on La Vista. Yeah. What? La Vista. My, the first one, I first GPS I had was obviously made in Hong Kong or someplace because everything was turned right. Yeah. Turn right at the next light. We're on Woodsfield. We have to go on Woodsfield Drive all the time. And the old Garmin used to say Woodsfield Doctor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> DR Doctor. We, turn right on Woodsfield Doctor. Uh, the one I, I just remember is, that because I used to say it all. The time. Yeah, the one I got now that's in the. Uh, well, I've, I've got two different ones, but uh, the one I, my telephone GPS. Uh, is sometimes okay. <laughs> that's the best way I can describe it. And uh, you know, you sit there sometimes plugging the information in, and and he's. Well, what do you want, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's just like computers. I yeah, don't. It is. And I, well, it is a computer, I guess. So, But anyway, so back to the – they can't – you can't use GPS in the great race, I assume, right? No, I don't th- – I you might be able to if you're on the non-pro class playing for money because I don't think it matters much. I, I'm of, not sure. What kind of money is involved in the pro class? A lot. So they uh, – and and how do they judge which car? The closest or, to the, the 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 calculated time, time, distance, and speed. Okay, and any kind of car, or, or what? What are uh, the limitations I, on cars? I don't know. I'm not sure what it used to be. It used to be anything earlier in World War II. Hmm. Uh, but I don't know what they're doing today. Then then do they set up? Uh, it'd be the difference well, of you, your Cadillac and your Model T. Obviously, the Cadillacs can go faster than the Model T. I so. don't. I I'm not sure how all that's done. I'm, well, I'm, we got questions for Jeff. We have a lot. Yeah, I, I mean, it, I, I know TSD rally doesn't matter what you bring. Okay. Because it used to say in there, change at, at, right at T, CAS 40, change average speed to 40. Hmm. So you would have to maintain 40. If your car can go 40. Yeah. Oh, a, this is yeah. CAS. And how, how long, okay, the kids from uh, Pennsylvania have been talking about uh, you know a number of days getting from the starting point. I think down it's to twenty Florida. some days. They're mm-hmm. leaving from a small town in Maine and ending up at the villages. And you, um, and that twenty seven days? Did you say twenty some? I think it's twenty three. Twenty three. Hmm. But they don't go a lot during. They don't go a lot during the day. They don't go long distance. They don't go like hundreds of miles. They go a couple hundred miles a day, because part of it is the show. Like they'll go Throw again from, from here. I remember when they started Marietta. The next stop uh, was Chattanooga. So they drive from. They follow the rules. Get to Chattanooga. There's a little car show. There's you know there's activities planned all along at every stop. Oh, that you know, and that's got to be good publicity for the town and for the for the yeah, uh, sure uh, races as well. Uh, that's that's neat, um, and I guess uh, the locals can go out and take pictures of the cars oh, and of all that stuff. Do do they do do most of the drivers do like you and Brenda do and dress up for the occasion or? Some did. I used to see some, especially the guys in the old cars, that, you know, with the dusters and stuff. You know, there's. A, for some reason, around Dunwoody, they uh, 
they have really gotten into the classic cars. And, uh, uh, in fact, uh, what is it? Uh, Dunwoody Drivers. Yeah, Dunwoody Driving Club or something. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to try to get a hold of them one of these days and uh, get one of the dudes on the show. Do they drive? Pardon? What do they drive? Uh, well, they they had a, evidently a little uh, rally the other day or something in in one of the shopping centers, and it looked like they there was everything from from classic cars to what you would classify as used cars New and some muscle cars, uh, you know. So they they seem to have accepted just about anything. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I know of that group, but I don't know anything about yeah. them. And it, and it looked fairly. Uh, you know, I don't know how many. Came in, but they every now and then on, uh, I'll uh, I'll see something that's really unique floating around and and figure it's been up at uh, well at your at your buddy's thing or something. But well, this, you know that that that, uh, that caffeine and octane that's sponsored by Auto Trader. Um, about three weeks ago, Mike told me that they estimated close to two thousand cars. You know. <laughs> Just because of my fantastic personality, uh, I wouldn't want to be on that. I wouldn't want to, you know. I mean, you obviously, Hershey is tremendous compared to that, but still. But you just go, they go up there and and, and, uh, in order to get a parking place, some of those people are there at 6, 6.30 in the morning. Where where have they lived? I've not been. I've not been. I've not been. Uh, I can be honest with you and tell you, I, I'm like you. I have no interest in going because most of it is new cars. I, you know, and, and, and I'm glad they're hobbyists and stuff. But I don't need to, to walk around and see, you know, 200 new body style Camaros and, you know, 300 BMW little sedans and, and, and stuff. I, I just, it just don't. I just don't. Well, with that, we're going to take our first break. We'll be back right after this. Are you into classic cars? Do you own a classic car? If so, you need to know J.C. Taylor Insurance, the absolute best place in the country for classic car insurance. They own classic cars, they support the industry, and have the best prices bar none. Go to jctaylor.com, get a quote, and tell them you heard about them on Radio Sandy Springs. With all the back and forth in today's politics, it seems as though the Constitution gets lost in the mix. If you want to brush up on your Constitution, then join Michael Conley every Wednesday from 4 to 5 p.m. for the show Our Constitution on AmericasWebRadio.com. Whether cruising the Strip at a 57 Chevy or taking the family on a vacation in a 71 Oldsmobile Vista Cruiser, you need to tune in to Classic Cars with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber every Saturday from 8 to 9 a.m. on AmericasWebRadio.com. Hi, this is Kate Copsey, inviting you to listen year-round to America's Homegrown Veggie Show every Saturday at 10 a.m. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. Okay, this is the leaf specialty. Yeah, we were talking about raking leaves. That's a wonderful, wonderful hobby. It's a great thing to have to do. I I blow them off, and and I was talking to a guy. We had one of our garden guys in the other day, and uh, I, I, you know, I'm sometimes amazed at myself doing something right. I get 
I get a lot of wrongs, but every now and then I'll. And I told him, I said, you know, I blow all the leaves off the yard onto the driveway, which, you know, people look at me like I'm nuts. That's easier. But I put them on the driveway. Then I take my tractor and I mow them. I mow those suckers. It mulches them up. I put them back in my in my little uh, compost pit thing and uh, tell them to go rot. And they do. <laughs> well, good for them. Yeah, I mean, you know. <laughs> what else do you own. want them to do, you know? Well, you know, I don't want them playing or anything. But, uh, no, I, I do. I, I get them over on the driveway, and then I just take them out. I, I, I have behind my house a, a fence. Lookout fence? Here no, we come. just a fence. Okay. And behind there is the wilderness. <laughs> so the leaves go behind the, the fence. fence. Yes. And whatever happens back there happens back there. You know, I was, uh, what was it, last, I can't remember, last Tuesday or Wednesday. This obviously, well, it does sort of have something to do with cars because my leaves have been falling for the last four weeks, I think, and uh, they don't ever seem to quit. But it had really gotten bad. I'd, I'd done my thing last Saturday and Sunday and mowed them and all this kind of stuff. And then by Tuesday, they were all over the place again. But Wednesday, I think it was Wednesday, we had a pretty good wind. Yeah. And One of the days, yeah. half of the yard still has leaves, but the other half of the front yard is clean as a whistle. I don't know who's got them, but power to them. You, you, you gladly donate them. I want them to have good mulch, you know? And I, so I sent them, some, they, or God sent them somewhere. I don't know where they went, but. Over the rainbow. Over the rainbow. But I, I don't know. I, anyway, but uh, this year, like I said, that guy said because of the water. Which we will transition our segue, as they say, back into the car business. Okay, we're on the great race, and there's inclement weather. What uh, what attitude? Do you just forge through it? Or, yes. Or, yes. Okay. As far as I know. And and you were talking about the fact that uh, – that, uh, one year it started in Marietta. This yes. year it's starting in Maine. How do they determine? I don't know. I don't know who said that. Jeff what are you the, doing here? Jeff and those guys set it all up. But they'll pick. Is it due to? Uh, I don't know how uh, they. I don't know how they pick okay. the routes. Boy, are you writing down all these questions? No. Oh. Well, we got a bunch. Yeah. It, it no. It's a very com. It's a big annual promotion. I mean, it's a big event. Hundreds of cars are involved in this. We but to, we'll find we'll we'll, we'll uh, you know we have the boss. We ought to get the we ought to get a uh, radio uh, America's Web Radio uh, announcer to uh, follow this and uh, report back. America's in. Web Radio can sponsor the car. Right, sure they can. Um, right after they sponsor the owner <laughs> and all of the hosts. But anyway. No, uh, it, you know, that's, that's neat. And I, it should get uh, – does it get any of the national publicity like it yeah. used to? Yeah, well, you can as, turn it on the computer and see all Okay, stuff. but no, I mean as far as like uh, the History Channel and all that, is it? Uh, no, not the History Channel anymore. They don't do it. They they sold it, and, I, and I'm not sure the breakdown of who the owners of all this stuff are, but it's a, it's a, it's a pretty cool deal. Well, that's neat. I'm looking forward to uh, Jeff calling in and uh, – Talking well, about it, I have something that is that Mr. Weber is his favorite subject. Ah, ethanol fuel. Ethanol, yes. <laughs> the government 
and the e, not the government, the EPA has backed off on the implementation of the standards. Huh. Uh, this is a press release from EPA, uh, and they are they are backing off of this stuff. It seems to be uh, that there is becoming more of, and I'm not talking about just car people. Car people, anti-car people, or classic car people, are represent a such a minority that they could care less about what we're saying. But people are complaining. Um, well, yeah, I, you know, I, what it's doing to well your, the economy. Your, yeah, and the cost of the cost of groceries. Uh, they, the, a lot of this stuff. So they are backing off on the implementation of the E15 and 85. Um, and it's, a, it's kind of, this is typical government. Once the proposal is published the federal, to the federal, in the federal register, it'll be open for a 60-day public comment period. And there's going to be hearings and stuff on it. So, as many, not many, but a few states have passed laws that uh, have banned the use of ethanol in their state, um, I think the government sees the handwriting, uh, the EPA sees the handwriting on the wall that they're just causing more problems than they're doing. So maybe with any luck, we might see the demise of the the ethanol gasoline. That would be, you know, uh, from an old farmer's standpoint, I'm not totally against the idea of a gas additive or something, you know, if need be. I want to put that in quotes too, if need be. But it's like everything else that the damn government does. You know, make sure it works. Make sure it really does what you advertise you it to do. You have to use it so you'll know what's in it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's the new philosophy. But uh, you know what I mean. And, and if it was, you know, yeah. if, it, if it was using pickle juice, great. Let's grow cucumbers and, and can more pickles or something, you know. I don't, from that standpoint, I don't have a problem. But I have a problem when it wasn't just my yard equipment that it was destroying. It's destroyed, you know, everything well, else. a lot and, of stuff. And, uh, you know, and it's it hadn't helped the farmer really. No. It hadn't, you know, it, it's been one more government screw-up. Yeah, another government boondoggle. Yeah. And, and uh, so anyway, that just came out yesterday. If, if you go to some of the online news uh, places I got this is this is a very complicated thing and I do not understand what this stuff means like cellulosis biofuel proposed volume of 17 mils per gallon I don't what does that mean okay I, 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 I don't understand all of this stuff so it, it this is kind of past me but if you go to things like Drudge Report, Politico, those kind of places on the internet, you'll see this government gobbledygook broken down to what you might be able to understand. No, I think it's probably more like you said. Uh, let's 
Let's uh, manufacture it, use it, and find out what it does to our... Uh, well, we found out what yeah. it does, and we found out it Screws doesn't it do up. whatever it is. It's not very beneficial. That's right. Well, so, uh, and and it's not just that part. And they talk about the, the, the uh, uh, number one is the, the gasoline, the use of gas has dropped considerably because of the more fuel-efficient cars, which is a good thing. Sure, sure. I agree. Uh, so they don't need as much. They're overproducing the stuff, and the people who, who are hooked into this are, are whining that we have the capacity now to make more and more and more. And, and Mr. Obama, you promised me we were going to make more and more and more and more and more, but people don't it, – it's just not working, and the farmers are hollering. I think the most interesting and eye-opening thing with ethanol to me was when I went to – that tour in Nebraska last year, the year before, every gas station. And Nebraska is farm country. That's what those guys do up there. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, they have those zillion-acre farms. You drive for miles and don't see anything but farm stuff. Um, that that uh, every gas station we went to had non-ethanol gas. <laughs> every gas station. Because the farm equipment runs on non-ethanol gas. Well, and, and but a lot of farm equipment runs on diesel anyway. So yeah. So so anyway, uh, that's that that that's the new thing. I'll leave this with you if you can understand all this stuff. Fine. Yeah, right. uh, if anybody ever wants to talk, but here is the the uh, uh, press release from EPA. So, anyway, it's it's way over my head. Well, you know, this is a sad scenario, and, and I listened to some of this uh, yesterday evening. I, you couldn't you couldn't not listen to it yesterday evening, as a matter of fact. But uh, you know, and and I unfortunately, like you and I were talking earlier this morning, it goes back much further than. Just Obama, it goes back to our government has been, uh, I hate to use the word, but lying to us for, for many, many years about, you know, any and assorted things. And the, the it, it, frankly, it hurts. Or, or I'm an old fart and, you know, still want to carry my flag around with me, you know. But the fact of the matter is our government has let us down in many, many areas, and, and ethanol is a good example of it. Um, you know, I heard some idiot, oh, my God, talking about the the climate and, uh, you know, how we're destroying the climate. Well, like you said, we're doing less driving. That's one thing. And then beyond that, it's been proven over and over again. There's a thing called climate change. It happens, you know, all the time. And uh, Well, I, I, you know, people, and I'm not. I, I, you know, I believe we 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 have impacted the environment to some degree. I'm sure some of this has has some problem. But my my question is when when we had the ice age zillions and zillions of years ago, and the whole United States was covered with ice, and that's what made the mountains as it retreated and came down and all of this stuff. Who was driving then? Al Gore. <laughs> a billion that, years ago, Al was still driving. That, that was that's easy. Al Gore. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's you know, it. I, no, I, I, it makes no sense. No, a lot of it doesn't make any sense. But and we're we're going to have climate change, and yeah, I, I'm I agree with you that we probably 
we've probably screwed up some things over the years. But then again, if you have Mount St. Helen explode, you have, and, and they're looking at what's happening right now at Yellowstone. It, it's, it's raised up like 12 inches in the past uh, couple of years. What do you mean raised up? I, I don't uh, know. What you well, mean. It, before, before it explodes, the lands around starts, rise, starts raising, and uh, that's what, you know, it's, it's like expanding to the point that it, uh, it blows. And um, they're not saying it's going to blow tomorrow. They're just saying that uh, we can expect something. A volcano? Yeah. Really? And, and that, uh, I didn't know that if didn't that know. happens, oh, yeah, it's very interesting. I love just reading about it, you know. Uh, but if that happens, uh, the Northwest, California, Oregon, uh, Washington, it'll be a thousand times, they're predicting it'll be a thousand times worse than my, uh, Mount St. Helen, and even go as far east as Texas, and we'll be destroying lots and lots can we, of things. Can we have a volcano in Detroit? <laughs> and just take out the temples. Uh, we're going to take a break on that, folks. Uh, can't go there, don't want to go there, and uh, probably you know, I'll get shot. Anyway, we'll be back with more on the Classic Car Show, and Jeff calling in, hopefully from uh, Chattanooga? Yes. Okay. I think. Well, our tin can goes that far. Yeah. We'll be back right after this. This is Michael Gano with the Middle East Research Center Limited, bringing you insight to Israel, the truth about the greatness of the Jewish state and its struggle for sovereignty and security every Sunday at 10 a.m. and 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Are you into classic cars? Do you own a classic car? If so, you need to know J.C. Taylor Insurance, the absolute best place in the country for classic car insurance. They own classic cars, they support the industry, and have the best prices bar none. Go to jctaylor.com, get a quote, and tell them you heard about them on Radio Sandy Springs. Hello, I'm Steve Gross. I'm the host of The Gross Reality, and we're a show that every week talks about ways to run your business better, ways to uh, improve technology that you're using to make more profits and keep your costs down. We're always looking out for you and looking out for ways to make your business more successful. Thank you for joining us, and we look forward to you every Wednesday afternoon on The Gross Reality. You're listening to America's AmericasWebRadio.com the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. And we're back on the Classic Car Show with Mr. Steve, and he made me say that, Mr. Mr. Steve Ronaldo. Uh, uh, my dad was Mr. and I'm just Hey You. But anyway, I grew up being Hey You, so. And hey uh, You, huh? Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I'm do, I do hope that, that he, he does call in. Anyway, a couple things that I know that are going around today. Uh, there's a if you're in the Atlanta area over at Panera Bread on on uh, Roswell Road is a little morning get together over there. There'll be a few guys uh, over there. It's very low key, not not very formal, and you know things are sort of winding down now because of the holiday season approacheth. It does. It does. Can't stop it. Yeah, and uh, uh, a lot of stuff, and everybody's focus changes from car stuff to to family stuff as it should very well be uh yep if you got family here it should be that way yeah so okay well maybe this is your yeah we hope so america's web radio we hope that this is our 
Yeah. Yeah, hold on, uh, Jeff, and I'll transfer you in. Oh, we'll good. Going we do momentarily, have our guy. Okay? We do have our guy. You're going to have cool. to put on a headset, Mr. Ronaldo. Okay, I forgot. Okay, we should have uh, Jeff. Whoa, there goes one coffee cup. Jeff, you there? I'm here. Hey, can Jeff. I barely hear you, though. Oh, well, we can we can <laughs> fix that. I bet you can hear me now, can't you? I can. All right, okay. Jeff, this is Steve. How you doing? Hey, Steve. Um, anyway, thank you for calling in, and uh, what I want to do first, before we get into what's going on with Penn State, let, tell, tell us, I mean, this is, first of all, this is Jeff Stum from The Great Race. He's the, what is your official capacity with The Great Race? The director. He whatever, is the, the king, huh? Whatever that means. Do, do you have a crown and a scepter and a... <laughs> yeah, I do, I do have a private bathroom. <laughs> Well, I would hope so. At some place, I mean, <laughs> that's the only that's the only good thing. I can't. I, I, I get a picture. Wait a second. Is it indoor or outdoor? Yeah, it's in, it's even indoor. Yeah. Yeah, I get a picture of you getting up in the middle of the night and having to drive down to the local Seven <laughs> Eleven. But anyway, uh, tell us a little bit quickly the in a, in a very just as short as you can a little history of the of the great race where i know it started in texas with a guy and that's all i know yeah 1983 um uh, a guy named tom mccray and he was buddies with uh norm miller at interstate batteries uh interstate wasn't what it is today and he said hey let's let's go uh, uh do this race that he heard about uh when they got there to sign up they realized they were the only people that had signed up, <laughs> and the guy had given up on it. And Tom said, I'm going to do it. And he, within about a six-month span, put on the very first event, went from Los Angeles to Indianapolis. They finished uh, uh, on Indianapolis 500 week, finished in Indianapolis, did uh, uh, talk to the people. He was kind of a P.T. Barnum kind of guy. And he taught the people at Indianapolis into letting them do parade laps before the Indy 500. <laughs> uh, and the thing just took off from there. Cool. Uh, this would be our 31st year. Uh, you know, traditionally it was a coast to coast event. Uh, we've, we've gone to what we call themed routes. Um, instead of coast to coast, you know, we circled the Great Lakes, then did the Mississippi River, that kind of thing. It's cars, you know, when it originally started, it was cars pre-World War II. Um, you know, that was 30-plus years ago. Uh, we now allow cars through 1972, which are, we're the same age. A 72 car today was the same age as a 1939 car was when the race started. Okay. How about modifications? We were, at, we were, we were kick talking earlier, and... What, what kind of modifications do you allow to Anything to in the name of safety. Um, model, a, model A's can put on hydraulic brakes, for example, with no, no problem at all. In fact, it's encouraged. Uh, converting from 6 volt to 12 volt is encouraged. So anything safety-wise uh, is okay. Anything beyond that could include a penalty. Um, a 57... Uh, Chevy with a 327 engine would run be scored as a 62 instead of a 57. Okay, 
All right. First year for, you know, yeah, whatever the first year, whatever that, whatever you're using that's incorrect. Okay, so. And it's not as technical as you would, we would think. Not like an AACA national meet. <laughs> no, we don't pull up our transmission to see what's, you know. See it, what it, the gear ratio is. Yeah, we just. <laughs> it's but, pretty, pretty easy going stuff. It's actually a very fun, uh, it, it, it's, it's competitive to a small degree because there is money and prize money but um it's actually a very friendly competition okay that's that's what about uh um now i know we're going to talk a little later uh, about the x class right that's the kids that's what the guy the penn penn yeah, college we call it the x, x cup x cup let's what about now is there if there there are different categories like I know it's a it's a time a time distance speed uh, right. rally. Okay, are there people that, that are there different groups that in in overall that can participate? You know, different categories. Uh, in the X Cup is is for high school and college teams. Or um, a good example would be there's been a team out of Gaylights, Virginia several times, it's a Boy Scout troop, but they're in high school. So you can form a team, doesn't have to even be related to your high school, but it, it it's high school and college age students. Okay. How many how many participants are in the X group usually? Anywhere from five to ten. Um, the, the, the most we ever had was ten. Okay. And and how how would let's just let's just say you know you and I are both on the AACA board. Let let's just let's just say AACA decided they were going to sponsor a car. The museum or the library was going to sponsor a car. We we're going to send the bookmobile on the great race. Right. What, what how would we go about doing it? How would we start? And what would we do? And how would we get there? And now stuff? are we talking X Cup? Or yeah, let's just talk about X Cup for a minute. Okay. Then we'll come back to the regular stuff. Well, the uh, the uh, navigators, you have to have at least two navigators uh, in in the X Cup division. And they have to be under 22 years old. And you have to have one driver who is 22 or over. Uh, the entry fee is fifteen hundred dollars. Uh, obviously, there are your hotel and gasoline expenses. We provide all the food. Um, what the uh, you know, like what the guys in uh, at Penn College are doing is is raising the funds for those uh, hotels and gasoline, that kind of thing. Uh, they already have been sponsored um, by someone. I don't, you know, you and I know I don't know who yet, but they're going to be sponsored. Okay, so it's fifteen. I committed to them that I would find them a sponsor. Okay, so it's fifteen hundred. I don't want to get into that though. You know what I mean? Yeah, sure. It's fifteen hundred bucks for for somebody to enter into the the uh, uh, X X cup. X cup. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, and and all said and done, let's just pick this year that goes from Maine to the villages. What would you what would you anticipate um, uh, a team? What what do you think, excluding the car, because that's such a huge variable? Uh, what do you think it would cost somebody to do this? A team X Cup team. I'm just curious myself. I give you the best example was the team from McPherson College last year. 
um, uh, they had a 57 uh, Ford Fairlane 500. Uh, there were four team members, a driver, and then, uh, well, they actually had two guys that changed out driving and then two guys who changed out navigating. They piled in their car, drove the car to Minnesota. So they had, you know, a couple hundred dollars in gas to get to Minnesota. They all four piled in one hotel room because, you know, these are college students. Um, and the, the fuel on the event and the fuel back home and their the hotel rooms, you know, hotel rooms run about a hundred bucks a night. Um, you know, it's, it's $2,000 of hotel rooms and, um, gasoline and the food that uh, on the way to the event and on the way home that we don't provide, um, beyond the entry fee. So you're, you're looking at just simple, you should be able to do it for under $5,000. Absolutely. Okay. Now let's go to the regular entries just for a minute. We'll come back to the X cup stuff. What, what, what would it, are there different groups in here? Like you, I know when I used to do some rallies, they had equipped and non-equipped. Like they had the compute trip computers, and they had all this special stuff. And then there was the guys with me, like my MGTD, that would drive up and go get lost. Yeah, <laughs> there are different uh, classifications, but everybody uses the uh, the same equipment. You're allowed to use one speedometer. Um, one stopwatch, a wristwatch, and up to a nine-inch kitchen clock. Um, so it's all about knowing what time it is and what speed you're going. And but there are different classes. If it's your first time, everybody competes overall for the overall in the overall standings for for the hundred fifty thousand dollars in prize money. Even the even the X class kids. No, they 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 are they are separate. Okay. But then the other divisions are, um, if it's your first time, you're, you're, you're in a, a rookie division. You're competing just against other rookies for prize money. So if, if, if you think about it, um, you, as a rookie, it's a little confusing, but as a rookie, you actually have a chance to win money in two different places. And we do that on purpose to give the rookie. Most of the time, if you're a rookie, if we didn't do this, you wouldn't win a single dime. And they they kind of go, well, that was that wasn't that was fun, but you know what was that all about? <laughs> because there's a separate rookie prize fund, you know they can go and finish the you know 47th overall and maybe take home seven thousand dollars. Really? Whereas the yeah yeah, and and sometimes I catch a little heat from the veterans. You know, say, man, I finished 12th overall, and I didn't win a dime. And this guy finished 47th. I said, yeah, he's a rookie. He, you know, that's, when you were a rookie, you had the same opportunity. So the rookies have a chance to win uh, money in a separate um, rookie prize division. So as, as a rookie, you get to compete in two different chance to win money in two different places. Uh, from there, it, the field is broken up. By experience, there's a sportsman division. We, you know, for the guys who are just getting the hang of it, there's an expert division. Once you win a certain amount of money, you move into the expert division. Uh, those are the guys who've been doing it, um, you know, four or five different times. And then the 
there's a Grand Champions division. Once you win the race, you move into the Grand Champions division. And then each of those divisions gets um, to throw out a certain number of legs, your worst legs during the event. Oh, okay. So, That's a good idea. Yeah. So you, there's an advantage well, let me go in. So it's, it's more of a disadvantage once you've won the event. You've won the event. You're pretty good. This is a a way of handicapping it. Yeah, you don't get harder. to throw out. You only get to throw out your three horse legs, whereas the sportsman gets to throw out his five horse legs. Oh, well, we're going to so stop and levels the playing field. All right, we'll be right back. Can you hold on for a minute? We're going to take a quick uh, commercial break. Sure. All right, be right back, Jeff. Watchdog is a term given an organization like the United States Justice Foundation, which since 1979 has been watching out and, when necessary, taking the appropriate action from testifying to litigating to protect our constitutional rights. USJF, a nonprofit organization, is nationally recognized not only as a watchdog, but many in the government, as well as those involved in legal cases, have also called the USJF a bulldog for the tenacious approach in their presentation and proof of what is right. Find out more at www.usjf.net. Support USJF as they support you. Did you miss a show that you really wanted to hear? All of our programs are available for download on americaswebradio.com and on iTunes. You can listen to your favorite programs on americaswebradio.com anytime you like. Are you into classic cars? Do you own a classic car? If so, you need to know J.C. Taylor Insurance, the absolute best place in the country for classic car insurance. They own classic cars, they support the industry, and have the best prices bar none. Go to jctaylor.com, get a quote, and tell them you heard about them on Radio Sandy Springs. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. Hello, Jeff. You back? I'm here. Good, cool. All right, so that's 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 really an interesting deal. How many? Who's you have guys that have done this? You have anybody who's done them all from the very beginning? We do. We have a guy from uh, Texas. His name is Curtis Graff. Has been in every single uh, great race since 1983. Uh, he's a, a wonderful person. He takes uh, very interesting cars. He has a 1916 Packard Twin Six that he brings a lot of times. And uh, he's just one of the, the many legends of the event. What's the oldest, if you know, the oldest car to participate? Uh, last year, the oldest car was a 1913 Premier. Uh, unfortunately, he didn't make it but through the first day. <laughs> uh, the, the year before that, the oldest car was a 1907 Renault. And he made it all the way. And in 1911, uh, in 2011, uh, we had a 1911 Beely, the first 100-year-old car ever in the Great Race, and he actually won the event. Really? That wasn't John Nicodine, was it? No, no, it's got him uh, Howard Sharp from Fairport, New York, with his son Doug. That's cool. And they they have um, this will be their 23rd year in, in the Great Race. In, in an 11 Vili, that's just great. Yeah. I, I think that's cool. But anyway, that's quite, the, quite amazing. Yeah, I think so. And, you know, you don't think about that, uh, that 
uh, you're, you're thinking about people with like a, a 56 Thunderbird or a 62 Corvette or something. You don't think and about we have it. those as well. I mean, it's it's a very uh, diverse field of about 60% of the cars are pre-World War II. Um, there is a there's a, a, a handicap for every year older your car is. You get a percentage point off of your score. So uh, there's an incentive to, to bring an old car. Uh, but we'll have 57 T-Birds, um, you know, we'll have a 67 Mustang, a 69 GTO. So there's a, it's quite a, a, a diverse group of cars. So if I brought my 09 Maxwell that averages about 15 miles an hour, how many days do I get to complete this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'd, you'd have to get up all far early in the morning to uh, get, a, get a nice head start. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, back to the uh, the X Cup stuff. I I and you were at Hershey, and you talked to the kids. I, it's amazing to me the 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 interest that this this little deal from Penn College, Penn State has 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 started, and the interest that it's uh, that it's drawing. I've we've had two of the kids on this thing, and the enthusiasm level. It's just unbelievable. I I I just can't. It, you know, you can't describe the excitement that's going on with these kids now. And yeah, and, they're, they're a great group of kids. That's for sure. And and I personally, I I'm you know the nuts and bolts part. I've said this, and I told both the kids that I I think these these kids and other kids involved in this. I I think we need to to. Uh, Figure out and do as much as we can to support these kids and get the story out because these are the this is the future of our of our antique car hobby. These are the kids that are going to be owning the restoration shops and doing this and going to Hershey and having flea market spots down the road. And I think we need to do everything we can to support these kids. Oh, I, I agree. And you know, every time I get a little down and you hear people talk about. Young people aren't coming into our hobby, and then you meet kids like the ones from Penn College that you and I met at, at Hershey, and it really lifts you up and makes you realize that um, maybe the numbers aren't as, as large as we would like for young people getting in the hobby, but the ones that are are truly very into it. They're, they're, they're excited, they're knowledgeable, and they want to learn more. Yeah, they these kids, uh, these guys, uh, they, these guys really do. They 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 they're all talking about. I I don't know. Like I said I've had the. It's been actually a pleasure to have these kids on for a half hour or so and talk to them about what their their future is. And they're all going into the the restoration field. And and you being involved in the hobby uh, from from Coker Tire know how hard it's becoming to find people that can or wa- even want to do the the old car restoration right and and uh it it, it this kind of thing like the great race does I, I think can serve as a big boost for us trying to in the hobby generally to recruit kids into this especially this x cup um is there any kind of of tv sponsorship or Anything that get this story out that you know of, or a way we could might be able to do it. Well, the the, the X Cup division is always the most interesting and exciting uh, division 
of the great race when we go into the different cities um the local media when we go into maine and massachusetts you know the the when the boston television folks will come out and when they to, to do the event they naturally gravitate towards the kids um it's it's interesting to see a you know 23 year old driver and a 18 year old navigator in this event which is for the most part um you know, 40, 50, 60 plus year old uh, folks participating in. It's a neat story. Um, we also have a, a television show uh, that we produce each year about the event. Um, the last year's show ran on uh, uh, Speed TV as an episode of Hot Rod TV. Um, and, and we get the word out that way as well. Plus, you've got Hemings Motor News and all the other magazines that, that follow the event. Um, and they always, everybody always gravitates to the, to the X Cup as, as part of the deal. And they'll, they'll generally do something on the X Cup teams and a couple of the more interesting cars. Cool. I, I bet you if we twisted a, a, a arms a little bit, I bet we could get Brother Peterson to get us something in the antique automobile. Yes. I mean, well, obviously there's a, a, a nice tying in now. <clears throat> Excuse me. Nice tie-in now with uh, uh, AACA helping out the team from Penn, Penn College. Yeah, I think that's a, a, a and, and uh, I think that's a cool thing. How many girls? I, I talked. We had we talked to Dana last week. Remember her from from Hershey? I do. I do. She's yeah, she was on f- last week, and we talked to her for for quite a while. How many girls do you see involved as much as she is i mean she is she has got more energy she just tires me out i'm thinking about trying to keep up with them yeah you know <laughs> interesting that dana's um she goes to penn college in philadelphia but she's actually from lowell massachusetts which is the very first overnight stop on next year's great race <laughs> and she you know it was unknown to her when they started this uh this uh project so uh, it's kind of neat. We I've talked to the people in Lowell, and they're getting the the local media there, uh, and, and interested not only in the event, uh, but the the, the tie-in with Anna being from there. Uh, but we we don't see a lot of females in the X Cup division, but when we do, they always seem to stand out uh, uh, way above everybody else. In the late 1990s, when the X Cup division first uh, was uh, started in the great race and it was obviously uh, you know everything with that that age group was called x you know the x games and things like that so that's where that uh came from and one of the first teams was a high school team out of wisconsin and they had a a young girl with them that was uh, was just super mechanic and her name is naomi schnell and uh, they came back for two or three years after that in a row, and she competed in the great race. Well, after she graduated and uh, her high school stopped competing in the event, she kept coming back and going with us on the great race as our one of our uh, mechanics on the sweep truck. And she still, still comes every year. Um, she's now a nurse and, uh, in Wisconsin, in Appleton, Wisconsin, and, but she takes her vacation every every year and comes on the great race and is the mechanic on the sweet truck. 
Yeah, and I think another cute story, because I, I want to get into some more information real quick, is is Corky's daughter marrying one of the guys who won the X Cup. Well, <laughs> That's a cool story. I mean, it's just a cool story. It really is. Uh, uh, Greg Cunningham started also in the late 1990s in the X Cup division from uh, Ponca City, Oklahoma, with his high school team. And they really? did it several years. And, and Corky was competing at that time, and uh, as was I. And but Corky's daughter Casey was not on the event at that time. She was not. Uh, she was back home those those summers doing other things. So they actually didn't meet until many years later, uh, when uh, Casey came and helped sell programs for the Great Race one year, and uh, and and she met Greg that way. And they have since uh, gotten married and have uh, three wonderful children. That's a good story. I mean, it's a great story. Anyway, uh, we're getting time. We have to get out here pretty quick. Tell us, uh, tell everybody how they can find out about the uh, the great race, where they can get information, website requests, magazine stories. Stuff. Yeah, the the, the the easiest way, obviously, Hemings Motor News. There's a full page ad in that every month that uh, tells the route and has numbers and web addresses. But uh, it's, it's fairly simple. The great race. The website is greatrace.com. The toll-free telephone number, as it's been for 30 years, is 800-989-RACE, which is uh, 800-989-7223, typed out. Uh, And my email is fairly simple. It's jeff, J-E-F-F, at greatrace.com can help uh, answer any questions anybody would have about the race, whether you want to be a spectator, uh, be a participant, uh, or just learn more information. Quick last question. Is there is, is it too late to for anybody to enter for this year? No. We have uh, we just passed 70 entrants uh, this week. We cut it off at, at 100. Uh, it'll probably okay. be uh, after the end of January before we reach that uh, that number. All right. Uh, definitely by the beginning of spring, but uh, still, still thirty spots left, and uh, uh, and still some time left. Well, thanks, thanks, Jeff, for calling in, and thanks for all you do, and and you're helping promote the X Cup, and I think we have a winner. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put a bet on these guys. Yeah, so, they're gonna be, they're gonna be uh, tough to beat the way that they approach things. All right. Well, we'll see you later. Thanks, Jeff. Did right. you miss the show that you really wanted to hear? All of our programs are available for download on AmericasWebRadio.com and on iTunes. You can listen to your favorite programs on AmericasWebRadio.com anytime you like. Are you into classic cars? Do you own a classic car? If so, you need to know J.C. Taylor Insurance, the absolute best place in the country for classic car insurance. They own classic cars, they support the industry, and have the best prices bar none. Go to jctaylor.com, get a quote, and tell them you heard about them on Radio Sandy Springs.